Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Hi guys, thanks for joining us. We are the Swinging Flamingos and you are listening to episode, uh, what episode are we on, babe? Uh, seven, eight, I don't know. We've been locked up too long. I can't even tell you what month it is. What is this, like December? June, May, 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 May. May. Well, we are in week, I think, 57 of the quarantine and still recording and still scraping around and finding things to record about. Now, as some of our listeners know, Mr. Flamingo has been on quarantine from his job for the last two or three months is what we're going on. I think this is our third month together. Yes, third month of no travel. And with Texas shutting down, that means you are home 24-7 with me. Well, it looks like it's going to be the new norm throughout the end of the year at least. <sighs> so we're going to have to reconnect and get back together better. Yes, communication for sure. What's funny, the other day we were out on our evening walk, and as we passed by a couple of kids, one was inside a chain link fence and the other was on the other, and they were commenting about how tired they were of being locked up. They were wanting to play. And I got a laugh. One of them said, I hope this will all be done soon. Maybe we'll all be over by the time we're in the second grade and we can play again. What's funny about that, too, is also they were like, what, two feet away from each other? Yeah, a lot of good the chain link fence was doing in this situation. (laughs) I think that's how a lot of swingers are feeling right now, looking at each other through a chain link fence. Yeah, definitely. Now, hold up. Before we get going, we have some exciting news. And it's not a pregnancy scare this time. But, yeah, with you. Obviously not me. But we are one of the new podcasts on... APG, or Alt Playground. Yes, we are super excited. Surprisingly, they enjoyed our show and thought others might, so they decided to sponsor us as one of their group of podcasters. So we'll touch a little bit more about that here later in the show. Now, luckily, with the state of Texas opening back up, we have started getting pretty active, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, compared to two months ago, it's not near as monotonous. No, we just have to make sure we have our mask on and wipe everything down when we get in the car. And Let's get back to a little bit of a newer norm. It, I don't think it will go back to the way it was for some time, but we've been experiencing some new things and really enjoying them at times. Yeah, it's definitely a change getting used to them. Now, with our new norm, the state of Texas is opening back up, and we have actually been getting to get out and do some different things. And one of them... We went to a music show, a concert. Yeah, we got to catch our favorite disco band, Le Freak, up on the north side of Dallas the other night. Now, it wasn't a normal concert like we're used to going to, but rather a virtual drive-in show. They had the band playing inside the large venue, and outside they have a large LED screen with sound equipment. And was basically a picnic-style lunch, and you could sit out there in your lawn chairs and drink your Coronas. And instead of clapping, what did we all do? We were honking our horn. And that's pure Texas redneck right there, so I really enjoyed that. It was pretty fun. 
It, it was a neat experience. I think even if there wasn't a lockdown or social distancing, that was a neat environment to be in. We were looking around. It would be a great scenario to take a bunch of swinger friends, take over the parking lot, and raise some hell one Friday or Saturday night. Yep, we have that hopefully planned out pretty soon. Now, talking about swingers, we have done something with swingers. We have done the new virtual swinger parties. Yeah, it seems like everything's the hashtag is virtual nowadays. So we did the virtual swinger party a couple weeks ago and mixed reviews about it. What did you think about it? Well, I struggled with it because I'm more of a in-person, I want to see you face-to-face. I don't like the computer stuff. Your typing skills suck, so that kind of fucked things up. Well, I'm dyslexic, so even writing for me is a little backwards. (laughs) You can't masturbate on cam and type at the same time. You have to pick one or the other. That's true. But what do you think of the virtual party? As What do you think? I enjoyed it. It was fun interacting with people, but a, a little bit of oddities going on with it. I think a lot of people were logging on and not really sure what to do. Again, you're in a room and it's a bunch of little mini camera pictures, and a lot of people would basically just sit there and gawk at it, and you try to interact. And there there were some downfalls to it. Like I said, we don't ever give a bad review of something without saying, hey, here's what we think could be improved on it. But the first thing is the messaging on it. We had some people that were private messaging us, and their message was basically like, hey, y'all are attractive. You know, Do you want to chat? And by the time we caught it, they had already moved on. So we messaged them back, and they probably didn't catch it like the rest of us either. So that was a little clunky in my opinion. Yeah, especially in that first one. I think that it probably will take people a little bit. Maybe our second or third one, it'll be a little bit better. Yeah, we, were, we spent some time in Tom and Bunny's room, and they were doing a really good job when they saw somebody flashing or making out or even doing kiss cam. They would highlight their cam so it would come up full screen, and then they would bounce to different cams. We went in a couple rooms like that. I believe Taylor Sparks, one yep. of the educators, she was she would say, hey, uh, Mr. and Ms. Flamingo are here. Hey, so-and-so's here. And you'd get to interact. But some of them you went in and you're just kind of sitting there waiting for something to happen. There well, was... we even got booted out of one because they were like, um, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they were they were fixing to start. <laughs> I think it was a, maybe even a local group or to, at somewhere, and they were going to start gossiping. So they said, can you come back? He said, yeah, we're just bouncing, so we'll check it out here in a little bit. Now, we did go. They had a playroom. The playroom was interesting. Now, that's where I kind of thought there was some downfalls because... In, later in the night, everybody's getting a little frisky and wanting to show off a little bit. But out of the 30 cams, you couldn't toggle between it. So what was coming up full screen was basically a guy using a crop on his woman or whoever you want to say. And we'd find an attractive couple, and we couldn't exactly pull their screen up to view it full screen or interact. Maybe there was ways around it. We just couldn't figure it out. But to me, that felt a little clunky. Yeah. The one thing I did like, though, was that you could kind of see everyone and so if we could figure out how to get in contact with those people, it would have been better because, like, you could see, you know, like, oh, this person's over here, and i kind of interested in what they're doing. And then, you know, like, the next screen was someone just watching, or the next screen they might be doing something different. So that was, I mean, that was kind of neat just to watch it. Kind of like, felt like a big perv, though. Yeah, which isn't bad. No. We That's did, why we were in there. We did check out a couple of the DJ rooms and got to hear Mark Mays doing a live set. We've been to a couple of events that he's been at, such as Naughty in New Orleans, where he was hosting the Miss No Swimsuit contest, but we've never got to hear him perform. He's actually a really good entertainer. Yeah, definitely. If you get a chance to listen to him, check it out. But he was doing an acoustic set, and I believe he was doing Rodney Carrington's Show Them to Me, which there might have been some girls flashed on there. We don't know. 
Oh, yeah. We got to finish the night listening to our good buddy, DJ Illust Rich. We met him back at Naughty New Orleans and caught up with him at the AVNs in Vegas. He's a porn music producer and does a lot of DJing on the side and does some really good mixes. Yeah, he's very interesting if you get a chance to talk to him just because of what he does. I mean, it's interesting stories. A unique perspective, even coming from the swinger community at least. Yes, definitely. But we were doing our thing, making out, and had him in the background, and all at once we're like, hey, the music stops. So we think the party was over, so we logged off and called it a night. Yeah, I definitely think that we'll try out another virtual party sometime. You know, I know it was our first time, and I'm not that big on Internet stuff, but I think that we'll try it again. I think it was fun. Yeah, with us still being on a little bit of a lockdown or limited travel, we'll definitely do one or two more in the near future. Yeah, so you guys definitely try it out. Now, like I stated earlier, I am more a face-to-face person, and one thing, our neighborhood, everyone's been on lockdown, so we've all kind of quarantined together. So we all go outside, have a cookout, you know, sit in our lawn chairs six feet apart and everything like that, and we've got to know, I would say the majority of our neighborhood pretty well, because we're doing that almost every night, it feels like. Yeah, we've been spending more time locally. The things we have been doing have been cookouts and just little gatherings in our neighborhood. We're still maintaining some safe space between each other, but everybody's doing potlucks. We've cooked some brisket, done some shrimp tacos, all sorts of good stuff recently. And heard some very good drama and uh, good gossip. What was the juicy gossip we heard about us? Do you want me to take that good gossip? Yes. Well, we have been outed as the neighborhood swingers. Yay. Wish we had a little clapping in the background for this bit. <laughs> so how did we end up being outed as the neighborhood swingers? Where, did, where do you think that came from? It came from our neighbors that moved out. And apparently they said because I had on a pineapple shirt, which is crazy because I don't even own one. And they said that uh, I was going out in the middle of the night with a robe on to go to parties and coming back. Now, was, now was I with you or were you going out for booty calls? Which was it? Well... Obviously, you're with me. <laughs> so they didn't see what I had on? I guess not. I guess that wasn't important, was it? I guess they were only focused what I was not wearing, I guess. But what's crazy is I don't ever, we've never been out in the middle of the night. No, we usually leave early evening and come back Cause we in have, the middle of the night. Because we have to going. drive to wherever we're going. <laughs> so what do you think, what were some of the reactions that we can talk about that people were saying about us? surprisingly everyone was just like okay with it they were like well that that's what you do you know we don't care if that's what makes you happy responses were good which I had mixed reviews and I know confused you because I was upset that other neighbors wouldn't talk to us we did have two neighbors that would not talk to us because of it and so it upset me that they classified us as something that they thought was a negative light but everyone else was pretty open to it But we never said we were yes or no. We were just like, really? Yeah, we kind of talked about it amongst ourselves, just saying, hey, we're probably going to be here another year before we move or relocate to a different house. Should we go ahead and tell them? And your opinion was no. We still have kids that roam the neighborhood of ours, and some of our neighbors are in contact with the kids, and their kids are in contact with our kids. So we really didn't want to start that stigma. No, but all in all, I think it was a fairly, actually positive response. I was kind of surprised how they reacted. And now they're all like, oh, let's get a pineapple and throw it out in everyone's yard. And then what's funny is one of the neighbors was like, well, we thought you were because you have flamingos in front of your house. There's that flamingo stigma again. (laughs) But we do notice flamingos in other people's yards while we're out walking at night. 
I know, and I'm always like, hmm. You have to wonder. Maybe we should walk up and knock on their door and ask if they're friends of Ellis. Right? Well, with all that drama and gossip being said, hopefully that just shows that maybe the stigma of swingers is kind of loosening up a little bit. It's you know they they were all they all seemed to be pretty open minded about stuff. For the most part, they did. There was still the normal swinger jokes. Do you think the desperate housewives of the neighborhood have you labeled as the hoe beast now or the cock monster? I guess, and it's crazy because I wear my onesies and pajama pants everywhere. It's not like I'm walking out with my boobs out, only when we tan naked outside. Yeah, you dress nice when we go out, but the rest of the time you're pretty homely. <laughs> now, another thing that we've done is we've actually gone to a swinger wedding, which was kind of different. It was kind of mixed, vanilla people, which were family, and then a big group of swingers. But everyone kind of socially distanced. They all kind of sat at their table away from everyone, and so it was kind of nice seeing everyone. Everyone was glad to see people. And this was really our first outing in about three months with anybody in the swinger community. We've been pretty strict about what we've been doing and where we've been doing it, so it was good to see some old friends and catch up with some people. It was a really nice wedding. We enjoyed it. Now, with that said, you were telling me the other day about a poll that you had read. What was that? Yeah, there was a poll on another broadcaster's Twitter account that was basically, do you have different feelings towards people when you see them posting pictures online of parties they're having despite the mandatory lockdown? Now, the interesting part is about 70% of the people said, eh, we don't care, it's fine. But when you read the comments, everybody was pretty heated about it. Everybody that was commenting was saying, you know, you shouldn't be doing it. If they're doing that, then we really question their better judgment in safe sex and other principles. It's interesting to see what people were getting lit up about in the comment section. Yeah, I kind of have mixed reviews about it because when this first started, we knew people that were still partying or having parties or going out with other couples. My deal is that coming from a medical background, I also have a child that has a chronic medical issue. So we do take precaution to the mat. And I just feel like, is sex that important that you have to go out and risk the health of others just so you can get laid? I, I do have an issue with that in my eyes. I, I agree. It was a mandatory lockdown. So when I would see pictures of people having their little mini parties or their orgies or whatever, I'll be honest, I just kind of look at them as white trash. And that sounds judgmental. And hey, that's my opinion. But here's the way I look at it. If everybody would do their part, it would get over quicker. So when I see these people with a group of people, granted the chances of them actually catching COVID is probably pretty small. But my opinion is you're putting your needs above everybody else's. Hey, I'm, we're staying in doing our part and you're out here doing this. So in other words, in my opinion, that's you saying my needs are more important than what is actually going on. So by that, I'm judging you and you can take that however you want. Yeah, I was very frustrated. Despite the fact that Texas is slowly opening up in stages and even some of the local swinger clubs opened up this past weekend, we're still not in a big hurry to get out and get in the mix. I think we're going to take this slow and see what happens with the spike in the numbers and play it safe for a few more weeks. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, you know, especially like I just said, we have a close to home kind of issues with our children and stuff like that. And so I just think our needs can be held a little bit longer. Now, right now, we actually have a guest in our house, kind of, we have uh, our oldest daughter. Back. Yep, she came back. She had a virtual graduation from her tech school, and so that was interesting to watch. She called me and was like, oh, by the way, I graduated. Did you watch it? Because she was at work. <laughs> and the boy, he is still waiting for approval from the state when he actually actually gets to walk across the stage. 
since we have the whole brood back here at the house, we told them that for graduation, we would go ahead and take them down to Galveston, Texas for the weekend. So we're getting ready to pack up here in a few days and head to the ocean for a little bit of sunshine and relaxation. And we will continue to socially distance, of course, wipe down the hotel room when we get there. After what we do in the hotel room without them, we're going to need to wipe it down anyway. <laughs> I always bring wipes for that stuff. And lastly, we are still planning on getting back into the swing of things with the Swinger community. We have a couple events planned, but they're not until late July, so we are literally two months out from them. We've got a big full-week pool party at Club OKC, and then we're going on a big LS float trip in South Missouri. So we've got a couple things going on, but again, we're taking our time and waiting until things die down a little bit more. Yeah, I think we'll probably hit probably smaller events or medium-sized events to start out with. Yeah, and we've been getting closer with a lot of people via chat, so it'll probably be back to two-by-two dating for a little bit until we feel comfortable enough to go to a large event or club scenario. Since the quarantine has limited our interactions and our fun time, we do have a bunch of friends that we've gotten to know even better through this, and their livelihood, I guess, has been affected, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I think we'll probably reach out during this episode and touch base with a few of them and get some ideas what's going on in their world. So, babe, you remember when we used to run around and do things? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember that in my dreams. It feels like it's been so long. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, since travel was such a big part of what we did do, let's reflect on some of the things like uh, the different events we went to, the places. What do you think about that idea? Let's just touch on some things we liked and disliked about the events we went to. And then maybe one day we can get back out and relive them. Let's dream about these events for a little bit. All right, guys, since we are on the topic of travel, we thought we'd include some friends of ours we met last year and haven't seen in a while. We've got Brandon and Shauna with us from the Eye Candy Group. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, how how have you guys Thanks been? For having us. Oh, you're welcome. How have you guys been during the lockdown? Um, we didn't really lock down too well. <laughs> <laughs> we might have stuck around the house for so many weeks, but we might have had a little bit of company, but nothing over ten. Well, there you go. <laughs> we Nine find, and a half. We find that swingers have really been at odds during this whole lockdown. Oh yeah, we we know some friends that were like that. Yeah, we still have some that haven't really made it out yet, other than maybe just one other couple. Yeah. Well, some people are still playing it safe, which is good. So, yeah, that is true. So in our podcast, we've talked a couple times about how much we like the eye candy parties. So uh, I know you guys are representatives of the eye candy group. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, we started it what, last... August? August, mm-hmm. yeah. So... Um, we actually started hosting parties for SLS out of states. And uh, once we started traveling, that's what we figured that's something that we'd like to do. So we started our own parties and we figured uh, we could travel and do the same thing we were doing for SLS, but we could promote secrets. <laughs> so that's how secrets kind of got involved. Yeah, we, we, we just honestly, we, we had a vision for our group to be very welcoming to people and extremely positive and not something that was super exclusive. We just want to build people up and have some different kinds of parties with some unique themes that we don't typically see and just make everybody feel welcome and have a great time. 
Now, as promoters, uh, what do you feel makes a great event? You know, because you guys kind of took this on. So, you know, we loved your event. People talk about it. Which which was the candy party in Seabrook, yeah. south of Houston. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got really lucky that we had some connections and some people that had reached out to us from out there. And we honestly, like, put our heads together with our other partners. And we just wanted to do something different. We wanted to bring in some new people and get a fan base going and just let everybody know that we wanted them to have a freaking amazing time. Which, which we did. I'm sure everybody else did too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're the, grateful that you guys supported us. Well, thank you. Oh, yes. And, the, and we love the flow of the party. I mean, that was one thing that I loved the event itself, the flow of it, the everything. Yeah. Well, we had been hosting parties for a couple of years for another promoter here. So we were pretty familiar about how parties should flow and what people should expect and not expect. So, so we've had a lot of experience hosting parties. So we know the do's and don'ts of what to, not to do and what to do at parties. So, Which counts for a lot. That's one thing we touch on in this episode of the things we've seen over the last 10 years that we like and dislike. So you guys, you guys can, you can tell you had experience. You hit it on the head with your events. Oh, thank you. Thank Appreciate you very it. much. Well, while we're on the topic of it, you bring up a connection with secrets. Can you tell yeah. us, we have yet to be, we're semi-familiar with it. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what secrets is? Um, secrets is a clothing optional resort. It's, uh, it's got 148 rooms. They have a club, they have playrooms, they have a dungeon, they have two pools. Um, it's just the, the best resort, um, in the United States, I would say in a com- comparable to hedonism. And probably a fraction of the price still being stateside, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, is it lifestyle or lifestyle friendly? I know you said there was, you know, playrooms and stuff, but is it actual lifestyle? It's 100% lifestyle. Okay. Which is nice. Yeah. We, we attend a little resort over here, and it is not lifestyle. It's lifestyle friendly. So if you start fooling mm-hmm. around in the pool, they ask you to take it elsewhere. Yeah, yeah we do have a, we do have another resort around the area um, that is part lifestyle part nudist so yeah they they kind of frown upon stuff like that and they do not have playrooms so secrets Secrets is is kind of an anything goes kind of place it's very open people can can do things out in the open outside by the pool just not in the club um and everybody really respects respects you there everybody's extremely welcoming it's it's like our second home really Now, what advice would you give to, like we said, we had never been to Secrets, but so what advice would you give us or to newbies first time going to Secrets? Um, just, well, we give tours at Secrets too, so we pretty we pretty much tell everybody the same thing. You know, like everybody there is very friendly. You don't have to worry about anybody being inappropriate to you or touching you, and, it, and if some, something like that should happen, um, they have security all around, and it would be taken care of immediate, immediately. But I've never seen anything like that happen at the resort. So you just plan on going like if you were going to hedonism. It's the same kind of atmosphere. 
you know, you can, you can be, you can be totally clothed. You can be totally naked if you want. You can do whatever you want. You can hang out in your room all day. You can hang out in the pool all day. <laughs> you can go to the club all night if you want to. You can do whatever you want. Now, you mentioned y'all give tours to newbies. Now, let me ask you a question. If we show up in a couple of weeks, can we get a tour of your bedroom? Is that, uh, on, is that on the nickel, to- nickel tour? That's always like the first stop. No, there is, uh, you, you got that planned then. You're like, or, or the last stop. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah we, we've, we've been going to Secrets now almost three years, and yeah. every tour that we give, we, I mean, We've not heard of anybody to not want to come back or not want to stay if they were already planning on staying the day. Everybody just feels extremely welcome there, like Brandon said. And it's it's very encompassing of all areas of life. Um, even if people aren't lifestyle, someone's not going to judge you for that per se. But it's just very open, very welcoming, and everybody's extremely positive. Pool parties during the day active club at night and the dungeon the fetish room actually was just completely renovated um back in march for people that are into the fetish um type of lifestyle they it's amazing it's called club swingster um so that gives people another option um there's some people that that's where they spend their entire evening others are in the club and like brandon said some people will just choose to hang out in the hot tub all night not even make it in the club so really it just depends on what your interests are, but we've never we've never met anybody that hasn't had a good time at Secrets yet. So we do hope you guys get a chance to come down. Yes. We'd love to give you your tour too. All right, all right. Put well, it down, put it down, babe. Mark yeah. Well, I, we've been waiting for our son to graduate, and he just graduated last Friday, a couple of days ago. Oh, so we're excited. Now we can start hitting these big trips. Well, nice. You can come next weekend. We'll look at it. Yeah. Well, um, we actually actually just sold sold it out. Oh, wow. And you're referring to the June Eye Candy Secrets event? Yeah, next week, yeah. Is there a theme for that event? I have, I've got to catch it a little bit on Facebook, but uh, what, tell us, tell us that aren't going to make it what it's about. We've got Friday evening um, is a electric Alice in Wonderland theme. Um, So we'll have glow black lights in the club that evening. Um, Anything glow will work um, for attire. We've also got Mike Drop coming in from Houston. He'll be one of our DJs outside. We're going to have two DJs outside, and then we're going to have our club DJ as well, so people can choose to go outside and explore and listen to EDM or go in the club and hear a mix mix of dance music um and then our pool party next saturday is a babe watch theme like b-a-b babe watch so we've never heard of secret to do a daytime theme so we're trying to encompass the lifeguard concept and we're going to have some awesome pool games some sexy pool games lots of giveaways we're going to be selling uh, merchandise we've got a vendor coming in that does custom clothing that's going to be there we have asn that's going to be asn lifestyle is going to be there as well um, SAF. SAF social. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next Saturday evening, we have an under the, under the sea glow theme. So mermaids and anything, starfish, all kinds of awesome themes. So we try to find and, and research some themes and do some things that we've never seen done before yet. So everybody seems to be having a difficult time a little bit trying to find something, but they're super excited at the same time because it's unique. And that's what we're really striving for. Yeah. 
That sounds like fun. I wish we were able to make it. Soon. Soon. Yes, Ma- yes soon we will. Summer. But now for our listeners, and I know like us that can't make it next weekend, where can they find eye candy parties and events at for the future? Um, well, we have our website. We have, It's www.icandyparties.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, you can message us at Bra and Shaw. And we can invite you into our private Facebook group, which I know you guys are in. You bet. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of uh, sexiness in there, which I'm sure you see. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, try to, we try to participate, not bring down the average of the group. <laughs> uh, we try not to participate too much because we always end up in jail. So We, we do, too. <laughs> we have so, an SDC group and SLS as well, too. Yes, yes. All right. Well, let me finish with one question, and this isn't near as fun with the others, but in light of what's been happening in the world as far as COVID-19, do you think the future LS events will be affected by this, and where do you see them going? Um, at, at first, I, I thought um, things would be totally different, but after Memorial Weekend at Secrets, it kind of I kind of felt like everybody was – just kind of sick of being quarantined and I think they were they thought they were being lied to <laughs> so um, be, being, at, being at Secrets two weeks ago um, you would think nothing ever happened trust me yeah we felt like that was a definite change uh, for the positive side um, you know they've been they were still trying to you know practice the six foot social distancing um, they didn't allow anybody to sit at the outdoor or indoor bars, um, people, um, people were really, I mean, there was hand sanitizer everywhere. They were constantly sanitizing playrooms. So, I mean, they were, they've definitely been following CDC guidelines as well, but we did, we were pleasantly surprised to see how many people did come out and support. So we, we feel like we're, we're on, on the upside here down in Florida. That's good. That's good. Well, that's pretty much all the questions we had for you guys. Uh, thank you for checking in with us and giving us update. Anything you guys want to pimp or promote before we leave you? Um, just just our event for next weekend. I, I, the, the hotels are sold out, but there's still tickets available for the daytime and evening. Um, you can you can go on secretsfloridafl.com and check that out. And uh, like I said, it's already sold out. We're hoping to have a thousand people there all weekend, so it should be a really good, fun weekend for everyone. Now, another quick thought. It's uh, south of Orlando, correct? Uh, yes, it's in Kissimmee. So they don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to stay at the resort to buy a pass to the party, or do they? No. no they, they actually have an overflow hotel that they have right now. Okay, great. It's right next door, too, so um, it's very yeah. it's close. Okay. Yes. Well, again, thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at Secrets and hitting some more eye candy parties before the year's up. Awesome. Yes, thank, thank you guys for having us. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, as we mentioned earlier, we have a big announcement to make this episode. Miss Flamingo, think we can get a drum roll? Did you just bang on your boobs? Yes, I can do a drum roll off my boobs. We can also make your ass clap, but I don't know if we're going to get off on that topic on this episode. 
So our big announcement for the episode is we are now part of the APG or Alt Playground family of podcasters. Now I know what you guys are thinking because we thought the same thing. Not another website, but there is a difference. Yeah, this one is very different. Actually, quite a bit different. We're actually excited to be a part of this one. We got approached on sponsorship for our show. At first, we were a little leery. We've pimped lifestyle or swinger sites before, and it hasn't exactly worked out like we hoped to. Before, when we were promoting the websites, we didn't really believe in the product we were selling. But once we looked at what APG has to offer, we decided this was a good choice for us. Now, one thing that drew me to the APG website was it promotes positive sexual atmosphere. Yes, it's a sex-positive site. Not necessarily a swinger site per se, which is some of us nowadays are trying to get away from the term swinger and lean more towards the open or consensual non-monogamy. The APG website has been around for 20 years in the Northeastern, but they have decided to go nationwide, which is how we are able to join the APG podcast family. Surprisingly, when we got on the website and got to fishing around, we found that we already knew people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area as well as notice some people from Missouri, Kansas, and Louisiana in some of the various areas we travel that were already using the website. It is a progressive website, not the normal meat market website, I guess you could say. Exactly. It doesn't feel like you're paying to use the personals on Craigslist like most of the websites today do. There is a big variety of educational resources in the podcast section, as well as sexual personals and pictures. And in conjunction with our current episode, we find the chat function on APG Fantastic, and a good opportunity where you can connect with new and old friends. We have used websites off and on for over 10 years now, and we just haven't been happy, I guess you could say. Right. We found the layout of this site to feel fresh and new compared to the boring sites we'd once used in the past. As we alluded to earlier, we weren't exactly keen on the idea of jumping on with a new Swinger website, but after speaking with management, we realized the vision they have for not only the website, but the brand as far as parties and events It was something we really wanted to join in and be part of. So as always, we hope you come join us and all the other amazing podcasters at www.altplayground.com. Tell your sexy friends and let's flamingo. I think with events, it's easy to classify them into small, medium, and large. I would say for small events, to me, that's more of dates, which is what we love. Then you have your uh, bar gatherings, your house parties, social settings, I guess, more intimate settings. Now, we talk about liking our two-by-two dates pretty regular. Give a quick lowdown of what a good two-by-two or double date is for us. Well, actually, when we first got in, someone told us not to talk about Kids, religion, politics. Keep it light. And we were like, well, you're supposed to get to know each other. But over the years, we have learned that's actually really good advice. And one thing, you know, it's like when you go on a date as a vanilla and you're single and you hear the person talking about their ex-husband, ex-wife or whatever, you're kind of like twiddling your thumbs like, really? That's great. (laughs) Don't be a nag. That just drags down the evening. Keep it positive. Make it enjoyable for everybody. Hey, we all have bad days, but there's no point of bringing that out to a date scenario. Yeah, and when you're going on a date, you're going for a reason, let's be honest. So make sure you're honest, you negotiate, 
you get to know what the other couple or the other person on your date is like expecting. You know, if this is just a one date, we're getting to know you or, hey, we're going to go back somewhere after this. Have it all on the table. And even if it starts as a simple date, it's a good idea to go through your rules. What are you expecting out of this? How do you play? Anything we didn't know about? Anything we can't do? There's nothing worse than getting in the middle of a play scenario and somebody saying, oh, we don't 69. Whoops, you should have told me that before I flipped her ass over into my face. Exactly. Well, and also, you know, some of the cons, like we were saying, the kids and stuff, it's okay to say, yes, I have children. But they don't need to know what your children's grades are or what everything is. Unless you're comfortable talking about that. The other thing is the going back to the political and religious views. I can't tell you how many people I've deleted off Facebook recently, or not necessarily deleted, but just quieted the unfollowing just because some of their nonsense views. RLS Facebook profile is basically for friends and fun. And some of them take it too serious and are trying to drive down the anti-Trump, the anti-Pelosi, whatever. And I just, I get sick of seeing it. I'm there for fun, flirting and so on. So I don't want to see your political or religious views, nor do I want to hear about them on a date. It's sexy time then. Keep it light. Now, another one would be some of the small gatherings like the house parties. We enjoy those. We didn't at the beginning. We were scared of them. Yeah. As newbies, that was one thing we were always worried about. I think some of the early horror stories we heard about house parties scared us away. We did get some good advice from some people once before that you probably shouldn't attend a house party if you don't want to sleep with the host. They're kind of inviting you for a reason. That may or may not be straight across the board, but it is kind of good advice to follow. Well, because if you're interested in the host, then that means that there might be other people there that you're interested in. Because they kind of, people kind of have a certain type that they run with. Choose their tribe, in other words. Yes. But it's also, it'd be a bad scenario, us getting invited to a house party. The hosts are basically inviting us with intent to play, and we show up and we're like, oh, we don't really like you, but thanks for the invite. (laughs) That'll put you in an odd scenario. Yeah. But when you go in, be open-minded. And one thing that we've found about house parties is you can always leave and say no. That is our number one rule. Do not do anything that you are going to regret later. That's been our rule for any lifestyle event we've attended. Hey, if we're uncomfortable or it's not our scene, we can excuse ourselves. And we have. We've walked into some takeovers, parties or whatever and said, hey, this just isn't our crowd. It isn't our vibe. We're going to get out of here, politely get out of here. Yeah, and make sure when you come in, you speak to the host. Because that is one thing that I have seen where people don't come in and talk to the host or, you know, you're in their house. Introduce yourself. Yeah, we had, when we first moved to Dallas area, we got invited as newbies to the area to a larger house party. Now, this wasn't necessarily a sexual party. It was just a bunch of swinger people having a party at a house. And we met the host and chatted with him. They were super nice. We ended up developing a friendship with them. But a couple walked in and the guy said, hey, I'm so-and-so. And he goes, hey, nice to meet you. Or didn't even say that, it was just like, hey, and walked on by him. And granted, the guy that walked up and introduced himself was the host and the, and the owner of the house. So I encourage people to do that. It goes back to how you're raised in common courtesy. Find out who the host is and at least thank them for inviting you to their house. Yeah, definitely. Have some manners. House parties can be a mixed bag, though. There are different kinds. Again, this, the one we went to there was basically just a party. Some of them we go to are sexual-based. Some of them are just 100% sexual-based. We got an invite from some people we met in New Orleans, and he said, do you want to come to our... Actually, his text message was like, do you want to come to our orgy? And I'm like, oh, that's a bit extreme. You know, we barely know you. We're not going to show up and be put in a scenario where we don't know anybody and are uncomfortable. So that's a big pass for us. Yeah, we like the ones that are a little more socially 
chill. Yeah, most of the, our friends that host them now, we've got a couple different groups that we go to. They will have basically a theme party with icebreaker games. And, and I love dressing up. Yes, you do. And then as the night progresses, you can break off and play with another couple yourself or just keep socializing. Yeah. I, like I said, I love dressing up. That might be what outed us in the neighborhood as I dressed up somehow, but not pineapples. I don't know what it was. We still got to figure that one out. I know. I'm still hunting that decision. So let me ask you again. What do you think makes a good house party? I would say keeping the vibe kind of chill and sexy, having games. The icebreaker games always help. Yeah, especially if you're introducing new people to a group. It's hard to mingle and meet everybody, so that's always a good icebreaker. Making sure that you don't stay with the one couple that you know. Interact with everyone at the house party. Even if you're not interested in playing with them, you will get to know them very well, and they might have friends that, you know, it's just expand your circle out. That was one thing that when we started getting into the house party scene that we made it a point to do is try to meet everybody at the party. It may not happen. We've been to some house parties that there were 50 to 70 people, and we couldn't quite do it. But for the most part, we try to make the rounds and meet new friends as well as potential playmates. Oh, and I've got a good one. Do not bring shrimp. Or anything that has a smell to it, to a sexual party. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's do a quick lowdown of things you don't want to bring as entrees to a swinger party. Let's put shrimp on there. I think any bean-based product. <laughs> or tuna. Tuna. My God. Yeah, we go into a party and there was raw shrimp. We're like, what in the blue hell is this? Who, who is this better yet? Uh, cauliflower, broccoli, because they're gassy. Yeah. Oh, man. Some of the stuff we just laugh about. And unfortunately, I still eat it. <laughs> Pill and eat shrimp. Good I was all go- in it, and I'm smelling my hands like, what? Good thing I'm going home with someone else that night. <laughs> you come up and say, hey, smell my finger. I don't want to know where it's been. <laughs> I'm like, who brings this while I'm eating it? <laughs> and just one last thing on house parts. Make sure you're respectful of the house. Try not to break anything. You know, don't be jumping on people's tables and breaking them or, you know, tearing up, breaking products. Like, seriously, be respectful. Be adults. We could probably do a whole episode over house party etiquette because we've seen some stupid shit over the years. And you got to wonder if these people act like this in their house. I hear people tearing up hotel rooms at parties. I'm still up in the air on that. you're, You're tearing up somebody else's stuff. That's just, in my opinion, white trash and disrespectful. And I use white trash a lot. If you fall in that category, hey, I apologize, but it's the way I feel. I think that the white trash comment, you can tell we're kind of Midwestern because I think that's a pretty common thing here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, don't don't go through the house. Don't do, don't be going through cabinets or drawers. And if you're hosting the party, make sure you put up anything because people do go through stuff. It's crazy. Oh, let's talk about one of the small gatherings that we went to for they put on for Mother's Day. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. There was maybe, what, I would say 10 of us or so as couples, and uh, the females went upstairs, and we played a little game and chatted and gossiped with our wine. And while the girls were upstairs doing girl stuff, us guys were downstairs preparing dinner for them. So you had five or six guys that were adapted to a kitchen. I think most of us could cook. So we were making different things. I did. We think we did some fajitas, some chimichangas or something. Yeah. It was it was really good. It was Southern Tex-Mex. Oh, and I remember we came down, the females came down, and we wore our favorite outfit that you loved or loved. What was that? Remember? Yeah, we had a game where the guys had to answer a text, what is your, your wife's favorite outfit? And if you got it right, she was wearing it. If not, she wore pajamas or something? No, she wore something you hated. Okay. And because I brought a little teddy, lingerie, all this, that. And, and a moo-moo. And, of course, you got it wrong. 
So I wore my moo-moo because I, I, I love moo-moos. Onesies, moo-moos, I'm all about them. So we cooked dinner for the ladies. We enjoyed a nice family-style dinner with everybody. Then afterwards, they basically did a newlyweds game. The girls had made up some questions, and the guys had to see if they can answer it correctly. And the hosts had some little prizes that if you got the questions right. I can't remember. Do we win at that game or do we lose badly? We usually do pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. So that was a fun game though. We know each other pretty well, so it's usually not a big surprise. Well, and we made up our own questions too. That was the fun part of it. So again, these are just little things, especially if you're hosting, that you can do. Uh, We have done a lifestyle cabin trip that was fun. Oh, yeah. We've done float trips. Again, just take something, make it big or make it small and intimate. But either way, pick your tribe, try to find people that are interacting with each other and have a good aura about them and make an event happen. Well, and they don't necessarily need to be your best friends. Have, you know, like your set group and then have them bring one person or something because then you get to know a bigger group of people. Now let's move on to, I would say, more medium-sized events. What would you call medium-sized events? I would say the meet and greets that are at bars. I would say anything, what, 200 up? Yeah, meet and greets can vary from size. We hosted some that were up to 100 people. There are some in the Dallas Metro. Uh, The average swingers put on some that go to 200 to 300 people. There's another group that we've been to that I think had nearly 500 people at a meet and greet at a bar one night. So some of the meet and greets in the DFW Metro can be small and comfortable to almost convention size. Yeah, I would say some of the clubs are medium-sized stuff because it's more intimate setting. And then uh, float trips, like we said, we've, we've gone to a float trip the last, what, 10 years or so? Yeah, and again, we got it scheduled here into July, so we've been out of that loop for a couple years. I'm anxious to get back to that group. And they do a hotel kind of takeover with that float trip. Pool parties. Yep, the pool party we're going to is a week-long event, takes over a whole hotel, so it's a big deal. I know Purgatory down in Houston is similar. It's a big party week. One thing I love about it is that after, what, like a certain day, they kick everyone out of the hotel, so then it's private, so then you're topless, and I get a tan naked. I'm all about that. We like to talk about the pros and cons. What would you say are the pros and cons of, say, the pool party? That's a large event. What do you think some of the pros are of it? Oh, you get to meet people that you wouldn't normally meet. You interact, you're drinking, it's a party setting. It's big, but it's lax. I always think that nudity and long events lead to a little bit better friendships. Yeah. I mean, we're very good friends with some of the people that we met, I guess, 13 years ago when we first started going to the pool party to the point where, you know, like I said, we have a child that has medical issues. We'd go to the hospital and they would come and visit us, you know, just lifetime friends. And there's always some good entertainment and stories. We'll have a full episode over the pool party this year. I'm sure it's always an adventure. (laughs) Uh, Some of the other medium events I would say would be eye candy. We went down there to Houston. Yeah, it was a nice event. We're hoping to get some contact for the show pretty soon. And they put on really good events. Their interaction, and they keep it hyped up. Uh, They pick awesome locations. And that's something else we need to touch on, on what makes a good event. A couple things. One, have a plan. If it's a... Even a small event, when we hosted our meet and greet, I'm used to working on a time schedule. I had our meet and greets where they were kind of on a time frame. We're doing this game up until this point. We've got this going on for karaoke. Sometimes some of them we've been to, you showed up and they have nothing. And I think a couple podcasts have touched on the fact that now that the world is opening back up, people's free money to party on is going to be a little tighter, so they're going to expect more out of events. 
So we'll probably research an event better before it's just a show up at a bar and hang out kind of event. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, like we were just talking about the eye candy, they do a good event and that's a really good one. It's organized to go to the pool party is very organized. You know, even the float trip that we go to is very organized. We, as I have said, I'm OCD about stuff. So I love it. The pool party for what it is, it's a pretty amazing event. Every day they have a different thing. One day they'll have karaoke. I think one day they had some games. You did a I learned how to do a pole dancing class. You did a pole dancing class and got beat up from it? Of course, that was when I was, like, younger. You're still young. (laughs) Shut the hell up. But last year, you did the naked bull riding float. I I didn't even sign up, and they were hollering at me to come out there and do it. They want want to see those big old oily titties bouncing around. (laughs) Did you win that event? No. Well, basically what it was was a big pull float bull, and they had four uh, four guys holding each corner, and the girl would get on it naked, and they'd try to buck her off, which... I think the guys were just wanting to pull Miss Flamingo down on them, so she lasted about a tenth two, of a second. Two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It and was you're fun. Okay. You should be able to ride a bull longer than that. Well, I did good, and then they just purposely were pulling me down. <laughs> they all wanted me to fall on their face, let's be honest. But the other thing about the pool party that we like is every year we've been, they've had a 80s cover band. So they'll set up a st- separate stage, and that night is just rocking. This, bl- this band plays Poison, Motley Crue, Journey. And everybody's out there basically naked, drunk, floating around the pool, listening to some 80s tunes. So I think that's for any promoter is have, have an idea what you want to go on. Granted, you know, it, swingers make their own fun. But for us, have something planned out. We get, we've been spoiled by some of the events we go to. So when we go to a lackluster event, such as the Las Vegas one, where you basically just show up and they say, they say hey, here's your wristband, find people. That's not acceptable anymore. You know, on a medium event one of the things that i enjoy is that you get to know people and you get to see them kind of daily or you know throughout the night and you interact with them but one of the bad things when they kind of move from a medium event to a larger event i would say is that people tend to get inebriated too much you can't find people it's just it's frustrating for me yeah we usually have good luck hunting or fishing, rather. There I go again. At the pool party. But there have been nights where we couldn't give it away because we couldn't find anyone sober enough that we wanted to play with, which is frustrating. We'll be horny and ready to play and knocking on doors to see who's sober enough to get it up. Now, I will say this. One thing that you have to watch talking along those lines is when you do like a week-long event, big, medium, small, whatever, don't wait till the end Because what we have found is that people get drunk because they're partying and then they're too drunk to party that night. So then you think, all right, it'll be tomorrow night. Or they're holding off like, oh, we have all week to play. It never works out if you wait. And so that to me is frustrating. Yeah, if you're serious about playing, go ahead and nail it down and make the arrangement. And one thing that we learned, especially when we talked about the ASN, was don't wait. We wasted our time waiting for that one couple all two or three days all week when we could have met another couple be up front we're going to do this tonight tomorrow night hey we want to play with you but go do your thing or whatever well as we're learning and we're changing into that as well it's refreshing when someone messages you or calls you and says hey you want to hook up do this this and this and then you go to the bedroom like hey that's great that's a solid plan which I will say there are some people out there that might struggle with having a plan or thinking about it that way, because I do. But the longer we've been in this, the more I realize you just have to do that. It's either going to work or it's not, because if you wait for the right time, there is no right time. 
And especially at the larger events, let's say such as Naughty in New Orleans, you won't see that person again. Like if you meet them walking down Bourbon Street, hey, you've got a, you know, the identification that you're with our group. How are you? Oh, they're good looking. We've hit it off chatting with them. We don't see them the rest of the time. And it's not because they're hiding from us. It's just because there's so much going on. So we've learned to nail it down. All right. Let's get into the big events, kind of the granddaddy events. To us, that would basically mean any multi-day out-of-state travel. Yeah, I would agree with that. Such as your Naughty in New Orleans, your ASN Lifestyle Awards, the Purgatory event in Houston, some of the state meet and greets that we've been to. Those events kind of take on a whole new life of their own. Well, I would even add cruises and resorts. Which we haven't gone to in a lifestyle setting yet, but have done both in a vanilla environment. Yes. And I'm sure the concepts would be the same. I would say with big events, one thing is that you get a target-rich environment. Yeah, if you can't find somebody to hook up with 4,000 people, you might as well hang up your hat. You're not going to do it. Well, I'm surprised that we've heard people say that they didn't meet a single soul at big events. And we're like, did you talk to anyone? Yeah, that was something that somebody on, I think, the Naughty New Orleans page said. They said, hey, it was a great event, but I didn't talk to a single person. And I said, I've got to call bullshit on that. Because even as a introvert, I know one thing we make it a point to is everybody that passes by and has a badge on, we make a point to say, hey, how are you guys doing? Where are you from? And if you can't start a conversation off that, then there's there's no hope for you. And I'm not knocking people that struggle with social interaction because, hey, that's totally me. I've had to work to get where I am now, and I still have a long way to go. Well, and we're opposite because I am very social. You're the extrovert. You're like a squirrel on acid. I try to tame it down for you quite a bit. Dear Lord, I'd hate to see what amped up is then. But what's one thing that we found, what's funny is that you find people on the elevator when you go get me coffee in the morning. You find people at the coffee shop to talk to. And then I'll have people here and there everywhere. When you go and work out, I'm talking to different people. And then they'll walk by and you're like, how do you know that person? And that's what I do too. So, I mean, it's kind of fun. I do say it's one thing that I've enjoyed that I've got the confidence on now and that we're comfortable enough in all this is I can leave you alone at an event and go catch a workout and come back and not worry about anything. I think probably my prior marriage, it was something that would not have been acceptable, leaving a wife alone with a ton of people that are wanting to bang her and having that confidence. But it kind of helps me now, even on my approaches. I know at Houston, I went and caught a workout, an hour and a half, came back, and you knew a handful of people that made it easier for me to get into groups. It helps a lot. Just the respect level is there, I think. We're kind of getting back on track. One thing about these large events that I've had problems with, I've heard other podcasters having problems with, and people that have joined us as newbies at large events have had problems with is basically a sensory shock or shell shock or just an overload. And I relate this similar to when you take a child to Disneyland. They're going everywhere. They've got all these sites. They've got Mickey Mouse. And all at once, they'll have a meltdown over wanting a $2 plastic Mickey Mouse ring. I mean, they've got <laughs> everything else in the world. And one thing just totally sets them off the edge. Yes, it's definitely a comparison to that. But, you know, like since we like organization... One thing that we have found is that we will take the schedule or what the events are. I highlight what I want to do. You highlight what you want to do. What's And then we talk about what's the most important. And we go from there. Because, like, let's, let's talk about Nadia in New Orleans. They'll have two parties at the same time. So how are you supposed to hit both and relax and have fun? Well, they'll have two parties at the same time. They'll have two bar takeovers. Plus, there'll be three classes going on. Plus, there'll be a mingler going on in the lobby. Plus, somebody we want to go to eat. So 
it's it's a lot to take in. Uh, we've taken some newbies to the Oklahoma City pool party that were in the lifestyle and had been to the clubs, but they were walking around with us and they're like, oh my God, those people had the door open and we're having an orgy. And we're like, yeah, that's kind of the sights and sounds. And it took them back a little bit, but it's just one of those things. Uh, I think by the end of the week, they had seen enough and at least acclimated themselves to it. But when you get into a scenario like, again, naughty New Orleans, purgatory, a cruise ship, it, yep. it can be overwhelming. Well, you see things that you don't normally see because it's hid and people are, hunt, well, fishing heavily. It's, it's fast paced. It's yeah. like speed dating 3,000 people in an hour. But my rule is, is you just take your time and you can always just say no and go. And one thing that we do, especially for you, because you get sensory overload big time, mm-hmm. is we step away for a little bit. You know, an hour or two here, we'll go eat. We might grab another couple to go eat on another small date and just kind of decompress from the craziness. <laughs> and as an introvert, that's really helped me. You know, there have been times where we've had little bickers. And I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest. We, we're a normal couple, couple. It had nothing to do with jealousy. It would just it would be some freak deal that we would have a bicker. And either I would say it or she would say it. I think there have been a couple times that each of us said it. Said, hey, we need to step away, get our heads on straight, come back and put our A game in front of everybody because we're not at that point now. Yeah, don't bicker in front of the groups. That's ridiculous. I was trying to push you into doing a wet t-shirt contest one time, and I had a little flip out because I'm like, okay, you're pushing me out of my comfort zone by getting me to wear booty shorts or whatever bullshit you have me in, and you won't do this. So, again, it was just one of those deals that I don't normally force you into anything you don't want to do. It just causes a rift that day, and you got a little irritated with me, and we left the madness of Naughty New Orleans and Bourbon Street and went and got a beignet and a coffee and got our A game back together and came back. So there's nothing wrong with acknowledging how crazy these events are and how overwhelming they are. Now, last year when we went to Naughty in New Orleans, one thing that we did do that I was proud of is that we scheduled dates and playtimes. What's crazy is that we did it even kind of daily, I guess you could say. And it got to the point where one time we had like, like six couples we were trying to schedule in, which sounds crazy, but that's just how it is. <laughs> Yeah, we go into it. We, we didn't have a good closing right there just because, again, the madness. You can have, have being a target-rich environment is a good prospect, but if you can't get them on the same schedule, then you're going to have problems. There have been times where we woke up in the morning and say, okay, I'd like to do this couple in the morning, try to get this one around noon, and maybe hook up with that one that evening. And if we're lucky, we get one of them because things just don't fall into play. Another thing is... And an event like Naughty New Orleans or such where there's 3,000 people, you're reconnecting with friends that you haven't seen in a year or a year or two, and you're wanting to spend time with them. So I know there was one evening uh, or one morning we had a dinner date scheduled with a couple that we were looking to hook up with. And as we were going through the hallway, we ran into another friend, and they said, where are you headed? We said, oh, we're going to Daisy Dukes. Yeah, I was trying to be discreet. And he said, well, who are you going with? And I, I don't lie to our friends, I'll be honest. And I told him who it was. He goes, oh, we know them too. Can we tag along? And I, I guess I should have just said, hey, we're trying to put something together here. But <laughs> again, this was another friend that I hadn't seen in a bit. So sometimes... And, sometimes that gets a little overwhelming, and trying pe- to play and the line people, there. people invite themselves to dates. They say, oh, y'all are going to eat. We want to go too. And you don't, you don't want to say fuck off that's that's not proper etiquette but sometimes having too many targets is a hassle i agree and well in that one couple that invited themselves, we had played with them the night before so it was one of those that we just played with you we don't want to say no because we don't want that weirdness <laughs> hey we're done we're a one and done we're, we're finished with you guys 
But the other thing, I guess, if you're not adjusted to the jealousy part of it yet, we had a couple that we had played with that the night after Naughty New Orleans, we were walking down Bourbon Street and found them with another couple. And which is what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, which is good. Uh, and they came back and were like, I hope that wasn't awkward. And we're like, no, we're fine with it. You don't own us. We don't own you. We would like the same courtesy of being friend. which it, it, I think they were worried we might have been a little awkward about it. But, hey, everything was fine. They introduced us to our friends like normal people do. We all said, hey, how's it going? And moved on. You know, if, if they pretended like they didn't know us or... We have had that. Yeah, we've had that. Or not introduced us to their people like they didn't want to snatch them out from under them, which I think they said that. They were worried that since we were kind of chatting with this couple, we were going to try to snatch them. But, hey, that's not our bit. We'll, we'll wait till you're done with them and get a review. <laughs> I know that we keep talking about Naughty in New Orleans, but I personally love Naughty in New Orleans every year we go. It's very organized. There's a lot of people and stuff like that. And one of the things that they do on party nights is they have two rooms. One is more... EDM. Yeah. And then one is more of a dance vibe. And I I love both rooms. We go back and forth. And especially we've learned who DJs are. So we follow DJs. And that brings up one thing in the lifestyle, the events. You need to find a DJ that understands why people are there, what's going on. Because we've been to some parties where the DJ wants loud music, doesn't care who's dancing, not dancing, and that just doesn't work. Lifestyle people want to be able to talk. They want to hear each other, but they still want it, you know, loud enough, but loud enough where you can hold a conversation. They still want to be able to dance when they want to dance. It's a little bit different than a vanilla club. That's one of my big issues is the DJ. One of the first LS clubs we came to here in the Dallas area, that was kind of our complaint with it, is after a certain time at night, the music started getting a little more urban, for lack of better terms. They were playing a lot of mumble rap, and you look at the crowd, and again, it's Texas. Half of them were in cowboy boots. Half of them, I should say thirds, rather. A third of them were in cowboy boots. A third of them were dressed up. A third of them were the Tejano crowd. So for them to be playing this uh, hard mum- it, mumble rap, everybody's kind of standing around, and it just kills the mood. Uh, it, it wasn't even a African-American crowd. It was just they were playing this stuff, and it, it did not fit the mood for anybody that was there. Well, and I like rap, but here I am in this fancy dress with heels. I can't. Your see-through pineapple dress that all the swingers added you from. Right. But, I, you know, you can't go out there and dance to that with what I had on with the kind of rap it was. It wasn't a dance or R&B. It was a hard rap. I never envy a DJ or music director for any LS event, but some of them hit it right on the head and some of them aren't even in the same building. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, wrap up with a little bit of advice. And again, this is just our luck. Yours may vary and you may have different views, but take it away, babe. What have you got? I would say be organized. Go through both of you. Communicate about what you want to get out of the event. You know, if you're there just to hook up with as many people as you can, then that's your goal. What events are happening and figure out what you want to do as a couple or individually. I would also say try new things. Make sure you try the events. We went to a couple's massage one, and you were like, oh, I don't know if I'll like that. But you ended up liking it. I wouldn't say that. You liked it because I had to massage you for two hours. <laughs> my hands were sore. You didn't like it because you had to get down on the ground. <laughs> I was like, my knees are hurting. I sound like an old man. <laughs> and I did naked yoga at one event, and I absolutely loved it. So aren't you doing yoga now? Because it's not naked. Get your ass out in the backyard and strip down. Apparently, I like naked stuff. That seems to be a prerequisite for you is no clothes, which is not a bad thing. You look good with no clothes. So again, on these events, I would say work your plan. Don't let the event work you. Experience as many things as you can. and Definitely mingle. Flamingo. Flamingo and have fun. 
All right, guys, that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, we want to thank everybody that's been following along. This has been an odd episode for us. Again, with the kids at the house, we've been being all secret agent and trying to record in the garage, in the bathroom, in the car, and anywhere we can squeeze a few minutes to record in without kids interrupting and busting our groove. Getting up early. Yeah, we're not used to recording at 6 in the morning. This is bullshit. Not about it. We don't even get to drink during our podcast. Might put some Baileys in the coffee next time. I might just drink the Baileys straight next time. (laughs) Well, we hope you've enjoyed our podcast. We are now on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can also find us on the web at www.swingingflamingos.com. Email us at swingingflamingos at gmail.com. And of course, we would love to hear your questions, stories, and comments. And you can find us on social media on Twitter at Swinging Flamin' One. And that is S W I N G I N G F L A M I N with the number one. Instagram as Swinging Flamingos and Cassidy.com as Swinging Flamingos. Thank you guys for listening. And if you want to hear Miss Flamingo's sexy voice in real time, her personal cell phone number is no no six, no, eight, no 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 don't be giving my phone number out all right maybe next time <laughs> I know I fumbled I I, I was like la, 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 la. All right, do it again.